Hello everyone, welcome back to Morgan Hasn't Seen. Janine, it is the end of our Spielberg series. It's been a big series. Mm-hmm. Big name director, some big movies, including this one today really. This, this yeah. was a very successful movie. Yes. If not a, a, a weird Oh, very acclaimed, yes, but, but if not a, a weird inclusion to Spielberg's filmography as a whole, I think it is anyway, simply because it's a remake that yes. we're talking about today. This is very unusual for Spielberg, isn't it? Spielberg yes. does original movies. What's all this about? I mean, we had a whole conversation about well, last week about feeling like, you know, it felt very weird, like anybody could have directed Ready Player One, um, you know, because we are mostly knowing him as doing kind of original ideas and so it didn't feel inherently Spielberg so now kind of going into this remake it's kind of another interesting uh, Spielberg kind of uh, take you know it is it is I mean obviously we are sticking in in modern Spielberg here with 2021's West Side Story a remake of of course West Side Story. Yes. From um is it 60 or 61? When the hell's West Side Story? The 61. 61. I thought it was. Um there's a very, very early episode of It's a Wonderful Podcast, the main show talking about West Side Story. I think it's like episode number three or something like that. I'm talking like that early. Like real. I mean, I would say go and listen to it, but but me and Nolan at the time are probably horrendously bad. <laughs> Hosting I mean, yeah, a that show. was before my time. So it's long before your time, <laughs> Janine. Um, although I had obviously done done shows myself before then. To be fair, so so maybe maybe it wasn't horrendous, but I, but I would say I would certainly think I wouldn't speak as excitably as I tend to speak now with 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 a kind. Of, my inflection has changed over the years. <laughs> I think on the shows. Yes. To to become this that it is now. But maybe if you want to, you know, go back deep into the archive of It's a Wonderful Podcast, there is an episode talking do about it, do it. the original Those West Side episodes Story. episodes are solid. I listen to them, so. Do you listen to them regularly? <laughs> is this I what you say? I, I listened to it before I was on the show. So. Ah, I see. <laughs> every, every so often going back to an episode where we talked about Something like, I don't know, I don't know, when even some of those earlier, Vertigo, I think, was the first ever the episode. First I know that, yeah. Couldn't tell you what episode number two yes. was. I've completely forgotten. Guess anyway, coming, that's guess who's coming to dinner. That was an early one, yes. It's not the point of today's episode to, to take a reminisce into the archive <laughs> of It's yes. a Wonderful Podcast, considering we are on another show. This is Morgan Hasn't Seen. And this is, yes. <laughs> Morgan hasn't seen the remake of West Side Story, Spielberg's remake of West Side Story. I haven't watched West Side Story since we recorded that early episode of the main show. So while it may not have been fresh in the mind before watching uh, this remake, I think it's a really worthwhile remake. And that's a weird thing for me to say because I remember when it came out, when it was announced and all this, and I was in my mood of, yes. <laughs> you know how I get. Yes, very much Why so. are they remaking such a great old movie? What is the point in them remaking a great movie? What's Spielberg doing this for? Has Spielberg really fallen off completely? <laughs> What's going on? Why remake West Side Story? It's a brilliant movie. And it is a brilliant movie. It is a phenomenal musical. It's a beautiful musical. But I do think there's one obvious thing, really, that made it worthwhile remaking. Janine, I wonder if you could guess what that yes. is. Um, I would say it's probably the, you know, the casting redemption. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also kind of, you know, having a lead who can actually sing the songs and yeah, it's not never have been a problem in dubbing. musicals. I know, it? I know. I mean in early musicals a lot of dubbing happened, but I think it's better when you have actors who can also kind of sing. It is. It I know is. there was this kind of big Maria search that happens and they did get an unknown uh yeah actress, Rachel so. Ziegler mm -hmm. who who yes. is 
outstanding in this movie. Yes. I mean, let's call it what it is. As good as, you know, Natalie Wood is in a weird Puerto Rican accent she puts on in West Side Story. It's a little bit uncomfortable. Yes, okay. Yes, but we, we enjoy Natalie Wood generally. Even with your Puerto Rican actors. You, you yes, it, it's very of, unusual. Yeah, Rita Moreno kind of speaks on that, how they were kind of trying to darken up her skin tone. You know, and she felt very kind of uncomfortable with that. But it's it's it is it is yeah very it's, much it's, of its, it's time, not great you know? very much so very much so which is is why I think it's worthwhile yeah. doing a remake. Um, and obviously, I think I do think Rachel Ziegler's really the the kind of outstanding performer in in this remake. Yeah, as Maria, I think she's just brilliant. Um, and a real you know big talent found by spielberg i mean this is something spielberg does this is something spielberg's always done he's able to latch onto you know great quality performers that he that he finds with this natural instinct he has he's never gonna lose that he hasn't lost it in 40 years 50 years nearly Mm -hmm. has he so why would he lose it now certainly not and this is only, you know, this is only last year. This is about this time last year, isn't yeah, it? If I, I remember so. right, was it not like late November, early December I last say, year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this movie came out. Um, and people, I think people liked this movie. People kind of flocked to go and see this movie. Um, and I really did enjoy it as a remake. I mean, it does everything that West Side Story, the original does really well it tells its ridiculously depressing story very very well i'd forgotten just how sad west side story was i mean i mean maybe i shouldn't have forgotten that given the fact <laughs> it's kind of a a, a modern new yorky romeo and juliet but yes yeah i think that's I, kind of what most people know it for if they don't even really know yeah um, the movie they kind of know that element of it for some reason i'd just forgotten how how sad he was, and I don't know yeah. why. Because I always picture it, you see, as, as glorious, beautiful, technical, kind of popping technical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it is, because it is. I mean, Robert Wise directing West Side Story, the original, he's just unbelievable. Yeah. In terms of just how, how it looks. The technical are obviously mate the entire movie i think which now you know that's kind of i think one of the biggest kind of contrasts that it really is this one uh because i know you know you and me have kind of discussed it that it does look very very kind of murky the look of this this remake it's very much gray gray toned i was quite I never realized, actually, you know, when this one came out and having looked at, you know, obviously pictures, trailers, what have you, when it came out, it never, you know, I, I never had the impression that, oh, oh, this looks miserable and, and horribly desaturated compared to it does. the original. It looks like the but color was does. kind of sucked away, sucked out of it. And it's like, I, I kind of maybe get the thought process behind it you know you're telling a a fairly kind of sad story people kind of you know um lamenting their station in life and things like that and you know you're working with some dark kind of story elements and this kind of tragic story gang wall yes and, and you know just kind of living this grim life um so i get kind of maybe that was the idea behind kind of doing this desaturated kind of look but i would have hoped that maybe like the lighter scenes the more kind of hopeful scenes like in america or you know i feel pretty those scenes like that where you are having kind of these bright colorful dancers and and these kind of positive your characters actually kind of feeling some positivity about something in their lives those moments would have kind of you know, it would kind of been cool to see those movies kind of be really saturated and full of color. And then you kind of go, once you're kind of back to reality, then it goes kind of gray again. It's like, yeah. I would have liked something like that. I think, I think there's a little bit of it, but it's just, it's not there in the the colorful way. I, I, I wanted it to be there. And I suppose in my mind, big spectacle musicals that let's call it what it is, even 
as a remake that came out last year, this was a big spectacle musical yeah. release. They should have a certain beauty to the way they look, no matter yeah. what they're about. This is obviously a miserable story in the end, a very, very tragic story. Um, and obviously, deeply romantic, emotional story, but but ultimately, kind of, most people end up dead, or most yeah. of our lead characters end up dead, or at least really upset by yeah. the end. Um, but that's very much the same in in sixty one's West Side Story, while keeping the the aesthetic of that looking unbelievably popping with colour. Yes. It still is dark, it's still tragic. You still get all those emotions from it, but it looks beautiful. Yes. And this movie looks like Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. <laughs> yes, it's very kind of sepia. <laughs> it's it's grey, yeah. almost greenish grey. Yeah. Especially the opening, like... I think it's a brilliantly shot movie. I think this is... Oh, yeah. They made every a decision. Shot, every shot looks like it could be a still, of, you know. They made a decision to do this with the colour, and they perfectly stuck to it. There's a reason behind it being like this, and I think it is because, to kind of hammer home the fact that, really, these people are living very dismal lives. Yeah. In one way or another. And the odd scenes where it is a bit happier, yes, a bit more colour does come into there, but it's certainly uh, far and away from the original. And it's probably yeah. to differentiate itself from the original even more, because that's clearly what it wants to do, because that's what remakes kind of should do. Otherwise, what's the point yes. in remaking them in the first place? And it's harder to kind of do that with a musical that's like, you know, been on stage and it already kind of has yeah. an established kind of thing and set beats and set songs and things like that. I mean, look, there's been 84 versions of A Star Is Born. Well, there's not there's been four but you know what i mean <laughs> yes um so and it's kind each of like one has done significantly different things yes. but told the same story i think this one i think this west side story tells that same story i don't think it takes as many liberties as you know kind of different versions of a star is born does i think that and you could endlessly remake a star is born just in slightly different ways i think it's a brilliant musical yeah, for doing that profession and you know of the of the lead and all of that kind of thing um but yeah i i think it's harder to kind of remake something like this that has inherent beats and moments and, and cues and and familiar songs um yeah just know. loads of familiar yeah. songs as well obviously yeah. I mean, I remember this. I do remember this from watching the original for the first time for that very early episode of the main show. I I had heard loads of these songs before without realizing they were from West Side Story. And I think that <laughs> is the that's the great thing about a great movie musical song is yeah. when you, you recognize know the songs it before you, you even know where they're from. Yeah. Before you get the context. Yeah. You know, and I, I know that happened with America. I mean, who doesn't know that tune? I can't sing it. Nobody can sing it. Nobody knows the whole words to that song. Yeah. <laughs> Not even the cast in this movie know the whole words to that song. It's too quick. Yeah, it's far too quick. But it's a wonderful musical song. Yes, and I like that. There's more kind of. Um locations with that song in terms of there the, is because yes, yeah it's not I just mean, on that the, one rooftop yeah in the original yeah they're kind of in one spot but they're kind of moving around the streets and going different places and you know people for, on windows and people on balconies and you're kind of moving around the the, the area more so it i like a bold that. statement yes. to make but i do think this presentation of the song america as in Na 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 America, that song that everybody yeah. <laughs> knows, but I don't know the words to. I think the presentation of the song in this movie is is better than it's presented yeah. in the original movie. Definitely, because there's there's more of a spectacle to it. There's more of a yeah. celebration of the Puerto Ricans in New York 
you know, all the, all the fight between, I suppose, yeah. the 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 guys and the girls in this particular song. Than there is in in that original. Even though I suppose you could make an argument that that original is more personal, it's more just to them. But there's a, a sense of community, I think, about the presentation of of America in this movie, and I enjoy that about it. It is. It's 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 a beautiful to look at movie in its own way. Yeah. It's just it took me aback at just how different it was, and here was me for some reason. <laughs> like, why does this need to even be touched? Yeah. yeah. Not why does it even need to be touched, but here was me <laughs> for some reason thinking that this remake was going to look like a technical or early 60s musical. And it, why was that in my head? Because it was yeah. never going to look like that. No. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, are you a, are you a fan of West Side Story as a, as a, as a story? I suppose. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I think it's like uh, an interesting interpretation of the Romeo and Juliet story that, you know, another story that's been kind of, you know, regurgitated several times in yeah, different certainly. iterations and modern takes. So in terms of modern takes of this story, I thought this was an interesting way to go about it, kind of going uh, at the point of kind of gang gang wars and things like that yeah. and, and, and these two characters on separate sides of that uh so yeah i thought it was a really good interpretation of that story i think the songs are great um so it's not a musical i kind of knew very well again i think i was kind of maybe somebody as, as well who kind of knew the songs before knowing it was from that movie and i've only seen the original maybe once or twice um so it's not something i've seen a lot um so i didn't have any kind of qualms about oh a remake um um, in terms well, yeah, of yeah, I mean of... this is this is it's not <laughs> it's not qualms because I happen to love West Side Story. It's it's me just being stubborn old me. Yes. That was <laughs> the only usual. reason behind um, it. That was that's yeah. the only reason it's taken me a year and to watch this. A yeah. show of an excuse <laughs> to watch this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they made some of the musical numbers a lot kind of bolder and, and more kind of um moving around i think cool did it as well yeah. um kind of teetering around these big holes in the ground and yeah. and this kind of uh you know race for the gun type situation so i liked that um you know they, they made Stay it cool more, and all yes this they made it more bold and they made it really kind of feel like it was part of the storytelling um in kind of this active you know keep the gun away type type thing and, and like the yeah. danger of kind of dancing around these holes and jumping over them and and incorporating the dance moves in the movement of the story and um so i liked that the the musical numbers felt more kind of bold and, and more inherently part of the story in terms of them the movement and the action and the dancing and all of that felt more you know integrated into the story of the scene yes i mean it's obviously in that aspect, it's a, a picture postcard musical, isn't it? Because it's a story that should take up about 45 minutes of screen time yes. if you were to just tell the story, <laughs> mixed in with just a lot of 10-minute musical numbers. Yes. <laughs> to, to, to ramp up the runtime to a solid two-and-a-half-plus hours. Yes. Which... Is to be expected for this, but it never drags, does it? It never drags because of the way these musicals are structured. You're just waiting for the next number. Yeah, and, and everyone's... when the next number comes up, you, you sat that these are the best Enjoy... times of the movies. Yes. These are the and most enjoyable times of the movies. You don't care. Yeah. You are you don't care about little discussions going on in this movie. Every major emotion is played through the songs. Yes, and everyone's doing a great job, like great vocals, great dancing. Um, everyone's kind of giving it 110%, so it looks great. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, West Side Story is, is, of course, the origin of the literal dance battle as well, by the way. Um, if, if you were ever unsure about that, people have dance battles, you know, people just think it's where... <laughs> Two dancers face off against each other in who's the yeah. best dancer. No, it's actually fighting whilst dancing as well. Oh. Which is very impressive. 
yeah. of what the Jets and the Sharks do yes. in West Side Story. How Very on much. earth do they fight think, and dance at the yes, same time? I think they probably thought it came from Beat It, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, yes, of yeah. course. <laughs> Very just cool knife-fighting, dancing uh, yeah. scenes in that video. Um but yeah, I don't think a lot of people think about that. Um, it's, the, it's the whole opening of the movie, though, isn't it? Yes. The, the, the clicking. I was waiting for the clicking fingers, the snapping fingers. Yes. When you're a jet, you're a jet for jet life all, and all yeah. this business. Jet all the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know. But... I don't. Why well, don't I know any of the lyrics to any of these songs? When you're a jet, you're a jet for life. That doesn't even. <laughs> that like, doesn't even music. Fraser, when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day. Is that what it is? The lyrics. That, that is, I think that. I think. I think that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Actually. I mean, um, again, hearing these songs, like you know them. But like I, before I had seen this movie, I think I heard the cool song in like a Gap commercial. I didn't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I, you know, and I think they used the Jet song like in a Gap commercial. They had done a whole kind of thing for their jeans and the green songs from West Side Story. And so that was kind of my first time hearing those songs. Uh, so then, yes, getting to see them kind of in context in the original and then here kind of done more more kind of boldly and using more kind of set pieces because obviously you kind of have a, a budget now and you know oh, bigger yeah. director so you can do those things uh so yeah i think they definitely used the purpose of a remake to really kind of you know um amp up things that were done really well in the original but really amp them up use kind of more area and and you know really kind of show off the dancing and uh, things like that. So I think they definitely used the the remake moment to 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 do some bolder things that they yeah. you know you maybe couldn't do in the original. So I don't think it was a waste in terms of you know the original was great. Why remake it? Um, let's no, but make there's, it there's bigger and better and you know. And I think they took that to heart. Aside from just the the kind of better represented casting yeah um let's also kind of make it bigger and and bolder you know in terms I do, of i do think the they try and, and things like that. yes i do think they try and do that but let's not do the original a discredit the original the original is a big movie it's a yes. big spectacle of a movie yes definitely in it's grand in scale um technological advancement i suppose all it is is yes it? From, that's, from... that's what i mean in terms yeah. of yeah let's let's do things that they couldn't do then or they didn't have the budget to do then yeah. or you know if we can show more area here or have our our characters move around and move from one space to another space and and kind of get a feel for the world a feel for where we are in the space let's do that because they couldn't do that because of limited whatever yeah, so they, I, I like mean, they, they do they do a very good job took of doing that. that. To heart instead of kind of that the the kind of block area, you know, the, yeah. the set. They do do a really good job of the world of feels centralizing a bit it. It does. Yeah. It does. Um, let's call it what it is. I do really like this remake. I really, really enjoyed it, and the biggest compliment you can pay it is that it's a worthwhile remake of a great classic movie musical, which is, is obviously very unusual because you, you feel like a lot of these movies are untouchable. You know, yeah. this is why the one remake of the wizard of Oz had to be done so differently to yes. make it, to make it, you know, kind of uh, stand out apart worthwhile. So. To make yes. it worthwhile. To make yeah, to make it feel like yeah, that it, yeah. it was needed. It was you know, it wasn't just a waste. You yeah, know? the whiz is completely its own thing, but it's a straight remake. It's a straight remake, but yes, it's you're telling totally that story. Its own thing. But yeah, the look, the feeling, yeah. You 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 wouldn't just the be tone. able to you wouldn't just be able to remake the Wizard of Oz straight like that. Yeah, completely what would be the point? Straight. What would be the point? Yeah. There would you be don't no want problem. to make it feel po pointless. And I feel like this remake could have felt very pointless. 
Very much but, so. But I don't think it did. Because, yeah, especially with the casting, I think they really put that effort into finding, um, yeah. you know, Latino actors, Puerto Rican actors who, and, and, you know, when you kind of watch them in interviews and things and talk about this, like there was a great pride there with that. And and even with Spielberg really wanting to, to, to pay, you know, homage to these people who, you know, didn't get those opportunities and, and Rita Moreno, like, I like that they were, exactly. they found a way to incorporate her because she was so kind of big and bold and, and her winning an Oscar for this that original role. And, yes. and, um, you know, very important to this story and to this film and to kind of film history kind of made a big iconic moment of the original film. So oh. I like that they found a way to incorporate her and that it was really important, you know, to everyone involved to really, you know, cast appropriately this time around, you know. Yeah, Rita Moreno is is a massive part of Hollywood history. Yeah. I mean, she's obviously most notably for winning the the Oscar for for West Side Story, becoming the first Latin actor, Latin performer yeah. mm-hmm. to to win an Oscar, which is a massive deal. Um, but she she is a trailblazer in that sense, and and should be remembered significantly in Hollywood history. It is great that they were able to bring her back as the mentor yeah. figure. Yes, and they Pony's make her mentor forget. Oh, yes. at all of, you know, how old's Rita Moreno? I mean, Rita Moreno's very old, isn't she? But she was, you know, she she does a great job. She does a great job in this movie. Yes. I mean, I actually think, speaking of Rita Moreno, the the woman playing playing Anita in this movie also does a really good job. At just and she won an Oscar as well. <laughs> Did she really? Yeah, she won Did the she Oscar won last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is good yes. news. Yes, yes. I know Massive a lot of overshadowed that things that night, but uh... oh yeah, that's right. <clears throat> the only thing I remember from the Oscars is the one thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's all I remember. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, everyone else who had yeah. you know <laughs> the most significant moment of their entire lives overshadowed by one unnecessary. <laughs> Storm, shall we call yes, it? Yes, yes. So she did win the uh, the Oscars. Good. Kind of this yes, whole... I like this. Yes. The the everybody who plays Anita wins the Oscar. This is this yes, this this yes. is good. Ariana um, DeBose, yeah. But yes, massive shoes to fill, and God does she do it just brilliantly. But yeah, Rita Moreno in this movie, I really like how she's brought it as as in as yeah. Tony's mentor, and she's a bit of a bridge character as well because she you know, married someone from the other side. So it was kind of, you know, yes. a, a bridge of the two worlds, a kind of example of that laid out for our characters who don't really kind of, you know, see the bigger picture of following that until the yeah. very end. But I like that she's kind of there to kind of be this example of, you know, we're not that different, you know. Yeah, and, just because uh, we're so sixty like... years apart in age, <laughs> yeah, doesn't make doesn't you know everything's still the same. Love's still love, but all you racist young people don't care. Yeah, they're all everybody's so racist in this. I know, I know <laughs> it's the point. I know it's yes. the point. <laughs> That's but, the oh, whole point of keeping so, them apart. Yes, it's so violent and horrible, and just it makes you just turn your mouth twist your mouth and just go horrible riff riff is so much (laughs) worse in this movie than than russ tamblin's riff by the way who's somewhat likable i think this guy i don't know his name this guy playing riff is a detestable creature and he should be (laughs) because he he, this is this is the character he's supposed to be playing Mike. mike Feist? Feist, Feist, I don't know how yeah. you pronounce his name, but he does a great job at playing a really unlikable riff. Yes, but I wanted, and I wanted to, like, kind of feel the friendship more between him, you know. Well, this is just because I don't think anybody should be friends with who's who we've got playing Tony. Because <laughs> yes, I mean, <laughs> lies the issue the with issue now the remake of West Side Story. Yes. Oh dear, Spielberg's yeah. gone to all this effort, hasn't he? 
Spielberg's gone to all this effort. And he like sang great and he did. And, and cast you know, appropriately. If you, and if you watch him in Baby Driver, like he's definitely this very good mix of sensitivity and 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 likability and and innocence and you know naivete a little bit. But you know, but he's also a creep, and this is of course Ansel Elgo. Yes, yes. Now, so yes, I just, just feel difficult. deeply sorry. It is. I just feel deeply sorry for Spielberg personally. Because he's gone to all this effort to make sure everybody's yes, cast perfectly. Perfectly. Let's do West Side Story with entirely appropriate cast. Oh, God, what's this story what's this I'm reading about Ansel Elgort? Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, he's a bit of a creep. And I don't think we'll be seeing him in things, will we, really? But yeah. There you go. So... I mean, he's, 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 he sings well. He sings well. He's a fine Tony. Yeah. I've got no issue with his yeah. performance in this movie at all. My favourite song of West Side Story comes from Tony. And it's, it's only a little song. It's Maria. But it's Maria. a significant mm -hmm. song. But it's, it's a short song, really, isn't it? It doesn't last very long. Um, but it's it's probably the one song I can get away with singing because it's about my kind of pace. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it's slow enough that I can sing it. Yeah. Um, although I've forgotten the words of it now. I mean, and Maria. Just goes, Maria. <laughs> I've just met a girl named, named Maria. Maria. Yes. <laughs> And what is it like? And now that name will never feel the same for me, or something like that. Yay, beautiful, beautiful. Um, but yes, like I really wanted to feel more of the friendship between him and Riff, and I don't think I felt that. No, as much. not really. No, I, I you know, felt... it's like it's like you have that friendship where you kind of disagree, but you still feel that friendship. You know, I know. Obviously, Tony's supposed to be a a. a not disillusioned he's supposed to be not distorted what the hell's the word i'm trying to think of he's supposed to be apart from the rest of the jets yeah he's reformed he's changed he's you know he he's he's done his bad things he's been through that life and he doesn't now want he doesn't, to do anymore he doesn't want to be in that life anymore which now <laughs> i think this happened on another episode where as we talked about the movie, I found some weird random comparison to another movie that, like, I, I just never kind of expected it to feel similar to. And now <laughs> I'm really feeling like this is kind of playing into Save the Last Dance, <laughs> the movie with Julia Stiles. It is. It is a little bit. I had to remind myself what Save the yes. Last Dance was. Yeah, because that character, he was in the life, you know, of doing kind of bad things. His best friend is very much still in that life and trying to get him back into it, but he's like, no. And you, but like they played it where you really felt their friendship and he, him, kind of having this understanding for his friend still being in that life. But once it kind of goes too far, he tries to stop him. <laughs> you know, very yeah. much feel. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's it's West Side yeah. Story. It's West Side Story. Sean and Patrick think, Thomas's character definitely is a Tony in, in terms you, of, you know. Look, you go all the way back to Romeo and Juliet. Romeo doesn't really want anything to do with the gang. Well, he just kind of gets lumped into it and ends up doing some bad things. Yes. Unfortunately. And that's, and that's yes, exactly what yes. happens with Tony, obviously, in, in West Side Story. We don't need to go through the whole kind of plot details, story details of West Side Story. This is an incredibly yeah. famous movie famous musical that that really if you don't know just think of Romeo and Juliet and 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 now you do know but if you don't know just watch it watch either version watch both versions they're both great this one is just racially appropriate which is obviously <laughs> yes. obviously more appropriate and, and better but you know we don't have any known problematic people actually in the original West Side Story and now, now you just have Ansel trotting up as the lead of, yeah. of this movie yes um, I don't know. but Weird. generally yes, generally. I think everyone gave 
amazing performances and and yeah i like i said i just wish the kind of riff thing would and him and tony would have established you know a stronger kind of friendship and i don't know that they kind of delved into that as much as i felt like the original did um and set that yeah. up so that when you know riff does die that you know it would have felt you, more you actually feel something rather than just like oh yeah riff down yes that, because i mean but do I, I mean it's yeah. enough for tony to then kind of do the ultimate thing and go back into that life and and kill bernardo so it you is. really want to feel the necessity in that that you know he could be ruining his whole thing with maria killing her brother you know and you want to feel that so i i really wish they would have kind of made the friendship feel a little bit a little bit stronger I want to talk about I who I think is actually my favourite character of, of West Side Story, of both West Side Stories, and it's oh. Bernardo. Okay. And I don't know why he's my favourite character, because I don't like anything that he does ever. But I just think he's very, very interesting. Because he, he he's, 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 he's deeply hypocritical yeah. in every sense. Oh, he's just but... like, oh, yeah, I hate America. You live there, Bernardo. It's just like, yeah, everything's the worst. Let's, let's, we don't want violence, but you'll well, yeah, be violent, even, Bernardo. <laughs> yes, but there's even like a line in the song. Um, you know, he's talking about a crime and, you know, it's rampant in America like, and all these things. And then Anita has to tell him, <laughs> you know, you forget that I'm in America. Like, I'm here yes. with you. And you forget that. You forget so, a lot, Bernardo. Yes. Um, but I, no, I do. I find him fascinating. Now, admittedly, I think George to uh, George Chakiris, Chakiris, however, however you pronounce his name, in the original, um, is considerably more charismatic than the guy we've got playing Bernardo in this movie. Yeah, I think David um, Alvarez. David Alvarez. Yes, David Alvarez is trying his best. I think. I just think he, he's he's for me. This is a personal opinion. He's coming off like he's trying a little bit too hard. He's coming off a little unnatural sometimes, okay. I think. I can see that. Um, I think George Chakiris is just very smooth in that role. Um, whether it's got something to do with the fact that his hair just looks particularly <laughs> smooth, oh. I don't know. But... I don't know. I felt a, I felt a real distinction there. Very similar to how I think kind of Rachel Ziegler is actually a, a, a better Maria than Natalie Wood is. Not just yeah. for the appropriateness of the actual casting of yeah. it. I actually think she's brilliant in this. Um, I do think, you know, George, George Chakiris, who I always, I, I can never pronounce his name properly because it doesn't work in my own mouth. Um, <laughs> is a better Bernardo than, than David Alvarez is. Not that he's doing anything bad at he's all. He's just kind of going for it a little harder, and it feel, and you can feel that. It doesn't there's feel a, as there's natural. A, there's a caricature-ness okay. to him, I think, that I, you I know, just like, don't think is there. Yeah, because, I mean, I think when you're doing kind of stage stuff, you're kind of playing it up a little bit. You're playing yes. to the cheap seats in the back, and you have to kind of remember. Because I know a lot of stage actors always talk about how, you know, when you make that move from stage to film, you have to kind of change up your style. You have to remember you're not playing to, like, somebody in the back. So you have to kind of tone it back a little bit. And I feel like he was playing like he was doing it on a stage and not playing like he was in a film. It's unusual, really, because I obviously love movies from the 30s, of which most actors are doing exactly that. It yes. just might be because everybody's doing it in those movies, that, that it, it fit, all fits together perfectly nicely. Yes. And he's just kind of... Not as natural as everyone else in terms of like... It doesn't a, a seem from, to be. Yeah. But no, I do, I I do love that a little bit, too. But he did I, great. Yeah, I, yeah, I, and I do love Bernardo as a character. I think he's a, a fascinating character, and I do actually feel something when he, you know, ends up getting killed. Probably because it's Tony that does it. Yeah, and it's a very significant story moment. Of of course, it's actually where the intermission comes in in the original movie. I think right after that scene, and there's no intermission in this movie, which I audibly was watching it and just went boo, boo. 
No intermission. <laughs> Give me the intermission. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I wonder if it did in the theater and they just didn't hear. I don't know. It should do. I do think it be sure. Very long, yeah. Not just that it's long, I just think it, it, it works as a spectacle kind of more, to kind of, yeah. if you have it. And you just come you back know, to your story and yeah. You have that. ten you have ten, fifteen minutes to, to ponder on what you've just seen, which is Tony killing Bernardo. Very significant. And yeah. you come back, I feel pretty. And, and you great. forget she doesn't know yet, and she's just still no, happy no, in love no. and and the repercussions haven't come yet. Great and... structure. Yeah. To structure it like that. I I, I do like that, but yes, I, I audibly booed. When there was no intermission <laughs> oh in the remake. I would have thought Spielberg, you know, somebody, he, he likes movies. Yeah. Although he's the father of modern Hollywood, isn't he, I suppose? He's, he still has a he has a fondness for older movies. Yeah. We talked about, you know, a few weeks ago on the main show, how, how Spielberg's favorite ever movie is A Guy Named Joe. Yes. And that's why and he, he, I mean, that was a remake. You know, he did a remake. Did a remake of that? That's a good yeah. point, actually. Why yeah. was I saying that yeah. it was unusual for Spielberg to do a remake? I forgot yes, that we I mean, just covered yeah. a guy. <laughs> we named just Joe. covered. We just covered. I mean, I forgot too. And always, um, yes, yeah. It was a good movie. It was a really good movie. Yeah, it was good. But again, I suppose Spielberg. Spielberg just has to. He has to remake the movies if he's going to remake anything. He remakes the movies he he, he loves. loves dearly. Yes. Which is a, the right way to be, the respectful way. There's to a be. there's a respect and a passion there, so definitely respect definitely needed to come to this remake in terms of yeah. you know specific things. So yeah. I think he was the right person to do that, and you could see I think in, in terms of you know him doing something that's not original to him. Um, I I felt like I saw more kind of Spielbergisms than I did with Ready Player One. Certainly more so than last week. <laughs> yes. Certainly more so than last week. There is a, again, yes, because it's not a story that's original to him. It, it, it's not as clear. Yeah. But there's a certain, I, I felt this was lacking in Ready Player One as well, a certain smoothness to the way everything's put together. A certain yeah. smoothness to, to, to just the shots, the kind of choreography of it all the i suppose that's something like that comes down to storyboarding perhaps yeah and shot composition composition just kind of mm -hmm. merging into each other working with the way these are edited just felt very very typically spielberg smooth to me yeah the flow of everything worked really was was really smooth I think. rather than ready player one which at times felt a little jumpy yes um obviously we're not dealing with masses of cg created creations and characters and all this business yeah because it's like what are what really are you directing when a lot of it is kind of like green screeny and and, and and suits and things like that. Well, I think you are, right? You are, but it's it's got to be. I mean, I wouldn't understand how to do it. I think, you know, I could envision myself, you know, making some sort of short film, but but it would have to be entirely real. Yes, you know, I, I, would, I, mean, I would have to be able to of, see what I'm obviously, doing. Obviously, obviously, he's he, you know. He he's a genius. The, one of the he biggest. He did one of the biggest kind of CGI kind of things ever with Jurassic Park. Well, I mean, but yes, he did. in terms, of, if you think of that final scene in the snow in Ready Player One, where it's like just a mass of yeah. CGI things, like that seems like something that's not going to feel very natural directing. You know, in terms he must, of, he, he must yeah. just have. He must have learned it from George Lucas. Really, he must have gone George. You know how to do everything CG. Yeah. And people now like those movies you made in the early... People now like those movies you made in the early 2000s, don't they, George? Yes, they do. They didn't at the time, but they do now. <laughs> because people have looked back on them and realised actually what I was trying to do and what I was yes. going for. <laughs> yeah. So I have the last laugh. That's not how George Lucas talks. It will be very... Light. I can't do a good George Lucas impression. That's such a hard impression. Well, Brandon. To do. Brandon does a pretty great. One. Does he? <laughs> yes, he does. Does he? Well, done. Brandon well, Hannah does a great. Well done, Brandon George Hannah. Lucas. 
I can picture that actually. I can picture yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he does his little, you know, I'm it's George so Lucas. difficult I'm like, for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm George Lucas. <laughs> like, you know. it's so it's so tough. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, but um, but yes, I think in terms of now coming here and and working with real things, and you know, obviously when you adapt a, a kind of thing that feels very staged, you know, it's yeah. gonna still feel a bit staged in a musical it sh- setting it yes. should do because it comes from the stage so i think it- you're more strict in terms of how you like you said having to storyboard and know your spaces yeah. really well and so i think you know he, he was able to kind of work in those things and move very fluidly and i think that adds to the smoothness because yeah like i think a lot of scenes in the original took place in one area kind of the big dancing scenes and you know because like in america like i said it was kind of just one area and yeah, it's you one know, rooftop. The, yes and the guys dancing on one side the girls kind of dancing back and forth at each other and talking back and forth each other but here you're moving from different locations and you're having little different set pieces and you know bringing in other characters and you know uh, and, thank and so you I, for bringing up that again because it, it reminded me and because uh, because they were they were on show in in america um not the country the song from west side story <laughs> um, but my fondness for the billowy dresses, yeah, is just gr- I love them. They're so I, I I love looking at them and dancing. Not n- yes. not the women. I, well, yes, <laughs> but I the suppose this is and what I'm trying to say. Swirling them and moving them and waving them and this is and, what I'm trying yes. to say. I think it's a very attractive style of dancing. Personally, yes. do you want a twirly dress? Well, I wouldn't suit one personally. I don't think. <laughs> but I know, like, just the look of them, especially on screen, just kind of having a big twirly dress and and moving with it They're and great. dancing with it. I and, love them. Yeah, it's great. I love them, and I do think. I, I, I mean, I honestly, I do think people tend to look very nice in them. I think you know, big kind of twirly dress. As far as far as attractive dress sense goes, a big twirly Latina dress. Is, yes. is, 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 is quite nice for, yes. for me. So there you go. If, if anybody, you know, wants to I'm, wear I don't know what I'm dress. trying to do. <laughs> if anybody Why am I wants... trying to come on to people who's wear, who are <laughs> twirly. wearing twirly yes. dresses now? If Morgan is your cup of tea and you want to impress him, just do a twirl in a big floofy dress. Yeah, but you have to be a specific person. You have to be a specific. <laughs> oh, okay. Know, specific okay. Person. Anybody adding... can't do it. <laughs> It just, okay. it's elevated by the twirly dress. Okay, okay. So yes, Which if you think you're Morgan's movie, type, put on a floofy dress and shoot your shot, ladies. Which, which <laughs> yes, works works in this movie. Yes. And I suppose works with, actually, Rita Moreno in the uh, in the original as well, actually. Yes. She's yes. no more attractive in that entire movie than during when America when she's flipping around this dress. dress. Yes, yeah, it's great. It is yes. great. That's not the point, though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say one of my kind of favorite scenes was um, Anita coming home and her having kind of that back and forth song with Maria after Bernardo's been killed. Yeah. The intensity of that and her kind of, yes, and them kind of, you know, her kind of screaming at her through singing and walking through the hanging clothes, the different kind of colored you know, uh, sheets and things and kind of the weaving between those and, and weaving around the table and, um, you know, just feeling hurt and disrespected and the pain there and her kind of having to come back and be like, I'm just helpless in this love. Like, I can't help it. I know there's nothing I can do about it. But like you loved someone who was just like this, you know, yeah. <laughs> and kind of trying to play to those sympathies in the back and forth of that song. I thought was really intense and I really felt the emotion there. And Don't just judge again, me, Anita. You love Vanessa Bernardo was the exact Yes, same. and this back and forth in the gray area of it and you kind of understanding both of their sides and both of their pain. And again, like you had this very small area and the yeah. staging felt very fluid and smooth there as well. Um, so I really loved kind of how that scene was set up and how the movement of it went and, and the emotion kind of conveyed yes. through song there, I think was very strong for me. Like I actually felt something there really. So, so I really loved kind of that back and forth. It 
one of my favorite parts. Well, that speaks to this that I'm about to bring up as well, as does the the rest of the kind of last act of the movie because it's deeply miserable. And without <laughs> without yeah. any hope, apart from one tiny little shred, but then that gets, oh, Chino, and your obsessive weirdness. Chino. And Anita, Anita was kind of going to go and do this thing for Maria despite everything. And then after how she's treated, yeah, you know, she gets very spiteful. She does, she does, she does. Yeah. But i understand it to a point yes, because she's, you, not, you she's not she's she, not she 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 yeah i understand it because you do th that story point i mean about yeah. anita kind of lying to the yeah. jets about uh maria's yeah mm -hmm. uh aliveness shall yes. we say yes because really the the, the 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 villain of the entire story is okay it's people not getting along it's racism racism's the we get we can we know that that's of it's not obvious to everybody in real life for some reason i don't know why but it's obvious to me <laughs> racism yeah. is the evil thing of course but the evil person in this movie, the villain of the of this, is Chino. <laughs> Miserable. He can't accept that she doesn't want to be with him. Yeah. Janine, he just can't accept it. And he needs to accept it. He needs to stop being so up himself. But you think, and you think maybe he's accepting it at a certain point because when Tony is trying to get into the warehouse where the big brawl's going to happen, Chino comes up and helps him. So you think, okay, maybe Gino. maybe this is the start of some kind of... Like, you know what's going to happen in this brawl, but you're still in your mind. You're like, okay, maybe this is the start of, of the piece. Maybe, you know why I you don't know? trust Chino? <laughs> yes, you know, Chino's helping Gino. him. So maybe this is the start of the piece, of the kind of allyship, you know, and then it kind of goes now, totally the opposite way, and then it kind of, you know, fresh although, losses on both sides and still not being able to understand look what this brought us both of us have lost let's come together no it's still just very fresh and heated you know having 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 said all this hate towards gino he 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 is clearly quite remorseful and kind of out of body at the end of the movie <laughs> yes when he when he, he does what he does he's he's yeah. very just shocked of himself he, he is a shell of a person at this yes point. he can't move he's kind of frozen there in place but you know why i i hate chino why is that because he's called chino and, and nobody looks good in a pair of chinos <laughs> really <laughs> oh my gosh they do actually some ha, people ha. Are very good Hardy, har, har. some people some people do look very good actually in a pair of chinos <laughs> It's not why I don't like Chino. Does Chino, does Chino look good in a pair of Chinos? Um, Chino doesn't ever look good because of his mentality. Yes. Janine. Chino's mentality yes. ruins his entire... Chino could be the, the best looking person ever, but Chino is... Uh, Chino, Chino's, a, Chino's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Chino, Chino gives life to all those people th that we get in in the real world now who think that the women they watch on youtube are their girlfriends <laughs> nah, yeah and they're because owed these people uh, and the, <laughs> yes they are owed something because of this i've yes. watched you i've liked your video please do not call the police when i break into your home yeah, that's chino. chino was definitely giving that energy that is yeah. kind of chino yeah yes so i, I mean <laughs> biggest difference in terms of you know it's not a it's not a dual kind of suicide situation it's kind of that no. kind of differs from the romeo and juliet and maria does live so um but yeah it's definitely it, but it, it and it, it definitely it? comes from the false the false kind of information, or information. The, the, yes information not getting and right at least, right. actually, you know, I suppose here's a difference. The false information in Ro Romeo and Juliet is really stupidly done. <laughs> yeah. Just in terms of, like, 
write a le- write another letter. What are you doing? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. This should have never happened. Like, this actually has a reason to happen. This is done, like, very obviously. Yes, and of... it wasn't intentional. It was like it... she went there to deliver this message. Yeah. She gets completely harassed and, and abused. Um, it's actually... And, it and she's has already grieving. Behind. You know, she gets abused and attacked by the people who are essentially responsible for, you know, putting her, her love in the situation. Yes. You know, he's also responsible as well. But, you know, of in course. her mind, you know, she's going to see these people as the villain. And they throw her around, harass her, th- throw racial slurs at her, mock her, throw her down, rip her dress, all of these things. So then it comes, you know, kind of just instinctually, this, this spite and that's where the, the the false information kind of comes from. So there's a reason for it. Yes, it's not just like, oh, whoops, didn't get the message. <laughs> like, which is Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Oh it, no. I like I that there's an actual that kind of reason. Important. So once yeah. you know Tony thinks that she's dead, then that's when he is calling calling Chino to to to, to bring him, Kill you know, end Chino. his suffering. So yes, um, I like that there's kind of more of a reasoning there, you know. He might be saying he might be asking Chino to kill him, but he doesn't. Chino doesn't have to do it. Yeah, he doesn't have to, do you, Chino? Chino. Yeah, especially if he's asking for it. Do you really want to give him what he wants? Well, exactly. You you want want him to a suffer. Good, good point. You know? Reverse psychologize him, Chino. Yeah. Have a bit of have a bit of smarts, yes. my friend. You know, yes. mm-hmm. none of it. He doesn't know what yeah. he's thinking at this point. Yes, but that there's there therein lies the tragedy of West Side Story, and a very, I mean, a great story that it is, really, isn't it? And like we yeah. say, it's, a, it's such a very well done remake. Yes, agreed. a worthwhile remake, a remake that does some elements better than the original does. The original yeah. does plenty better than this one does, in in my opinion, in terms of the aesthetic. I think is that is the main. Yes, right. It, it, it feels like a movie you actually want to watch rather than this movie that immediately is just grey and just, oh, God, am I going to have to sit through two and a half <laughs> hours of just everything looking grey and colourless? Yes, oh, and, and oh, look, even, a hint of yellow. Yes, but even <laughs> with kind of the the grimness of kind of the, the state of life for people, I don't know, somehow the, the, the original one feels more more you know bright and more kind of you know poppy and even the characters kind of even kind of the characters behavior feels more kind of upbeat you know different different eras of movie making different styles yeah this is you know you can look at both of them they're a really a really good comparative piece obviously as most remakes tend to be yes it's always nice because we are too used to on on deja vu for example (laughs) of coming across very, very poor awful remakes that are just adding in unnecessary details and information and character themes and things yes. that just don't need to be there. Yeah, to pad the runtime, you know. In fact, the last deja vu we actually did was the Spielberg <laughs> yeah. one itself, which was uh, obviously a guy named Joe and Always. Yes, which was a solid remake. Which is, a, yes, a very good remake, but therein lies Spielberg. Yeah, Spielberg is always tends to be great, doesn't he? Apart from apart from Ready Player One, when it wasn't really Spielberg, and it, yeah, was, it really could have been anybody directing that. Spielberg role. slash committee of big budget blockbuster producers. Yes, and it's like you feel like right off the bat when you hear him doing this film, you your mind thinks, "Oh, that sounds like perfect," but then you watch but, it and it, it doesn't. <laughs> it feels like anybody could have done that. Yeah. Well, I think there we go, Janine. Yeah. For this episode, for this series, the Spielberg yes. series, would you like a ranking attempt? Yes. What okay. do we have? We have this movie. We have Ready Player One. We have Minority Report. We have Armistad. And we have Close, Close Encounters. Encounters. Oh, it's difficult <laughs> because they're all so different. Yes. We've had a musical. A, a hopeful sci-fi, a very dark, pessimistic sci-fi, <laughs> a, a, a really tough-to-watch historical movie. Yeah. 
and Ready Player One, which <laughs> God knows what that was. I'm afraid it's going to have to be Ready Player One at, at number five. Okay. But then it gets very tough from there. It's it's all about personal opinion at this point, yeah. isn't it? Enjoyment. Enjoy- I'm going to have yes. to go enjoyment factor, I think. Okay. I'm I have to go enjoyment factor. I mean, hmm. Then I might go West Side Story. Okay. Then I might go West Side Story. Then I think I would go Armistad. Ooh, okay. But Armistad's a very good movie. But it, it's, it's not one I ever really want to watch again. Yeah, so are you doing rewatchability or enjoyment? A little bit of everything, I think. Okay. So, yes, I'll, I'll go that. And then it's the battle of the two sci-fis. Yeah. I can't give him the crown. I've got to. I've got to say, Minority Report. Then closing. <laughs> you don't want to give Tom I can't Cruise the give crown. Him the top spot. <laughs> I can't do it. You and your sarcastic hate of Tom. I Cruise can't do it, ridiculous. even though I actually think it's probably the best movie. <laughs> wow, so stubborn. Of the so five, damn stubborn. It's probably the most entertaining movie of the five, but yes. I do think there's something, and I know we disagree about this. Go and listen to that Close <laughs> Encounters episode if you want. I do think there is something fascinating about Close Encounters. I really, really do. I know it's slow. I know it's it's kind of like... It, it, it's. It's almost like looking at a painting rather than watching a movie. It's that <laughs> slow sometimes. But that last 30 minutes of Close Encounters just, it's unbelievable. It's some of the best sci-fi I've ever seen. And I've got to give it that. Fair. I've Fair. got to give it that. It definitely had the science behind it, which is, you know, yeah, interesting. Well... Spielberg, Janine. Now, of course, it's the very end of November now. Yes. <laughs> you know what's coming next. Well, maybe you don't know what's coming next. Getting into December. Yes. On the show, we will be talking old holiday movies, as we like to do on the main show during, Sept- uh, during September, not during September. <laughs> during December. During December, of course. <laughs> On Morgan Hasn't Seen, on this show, we're going to be talking some holiday movies, aren't we, Janine? But we're yes. going to put a spin on it. We are. <laughs> the spin is? We are talking Christmas horror movies. And yes. uh, not yes. the good ones, either. No. <laughs> but maybe getting, the good ones. Like, we're getting pretty schlocky. The schlocky good ones. Yes. The Christmas evils. Yes. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yes. This kind of vibe. Yes. Because, I mean, all the acclaimed ones Morgan has seen, all the regular kind of big Christmas ones that aren't horror, Morgan has seen. So we're going just some fun, schlocky Christmas horror. It's going to be a very, very fun (laughs) episode. uh, Series. Series, It's going to be a very, very fun series of Morgan hasn't seen in December. I'm thoroughly looking forward to watching some of these movies. Four, is it four, four more Christmas movies that I haven't seen though, and they are Christmas movies. Yes, I mean one of them is actually a remake that we're going to be doing. I think yes. to start off the series yes. next week. But yes, holiday horror we'll call it because that's alliterative, and I like alliteration. Yes, holiday horror works yes. very nice, perfect. We like it. There we go, though, Janine. I mean, do you, do you want to give your ranking yourself? I know this is obviously Morgan hasn't seen, but... Um... I know. I mean, for me, Close Encounters is probably the least. But... No. That's because, yes, I mean, it was very much more about the science than the whimsy that I was kind of expecting and hoping for from Spielberg. Um, then I would go... Uh... I think it, I'm I'm going rewatchability and entertainment factor. Yes. Um, maybe Amistad, just because okay. you know it, it's you know difficult subject matter, difficult visuals there. Yes, great, an, great an excellent movie. Yes, yes, very, yes. very not very rewatchable. Yes. yes. Um, then I would go. Um, what am I missing? Uh, Ready Player you, you've One. got ready. Pl- you've got these last two and Minority Report. 
Um, I would say Ready Player One. Uh, it's it's fun. There are some really fun scenes in there and fun kind of things. I love the shining little area yeah. of the film. It's really fun and fun idea. I read the book so I can kind of fill in blanks for myself in ter- terms of certain things. Um, and then West Side Story. Yes. Fair enough. Yes. I, I, great, I, great made film, beautiful, um, you know, visuals, great songs, great performances. Um great musical in general and then yeah minority report uh, i can't i can't i can't i, really I, I can argue with, with i like the, close the world encounters. building i liked the look of things this very uh very much felt um you know blade runner-esque in terms of the style of it which i think was really cool it had a very cool sci-fi feel but a very kind of understandable tangible story um yeah and max von Sido. Yes. Who we do love. My now, first time seeing Colin Farrell in anything. Oh yes, 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 yes. Let's not forget about <clears throat> that either. But Janine, there we go. For nice. this episode, for this series of Morgan hasn't seen. It is not the only show we have on this podcast feed, though, is it? No. Of course we have our Monday show, Monday Madness with Morgan and Machine, which you can also find not just on this podcast feed, but on our It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel. So please like, share, and subscribe everything over there because we have some fun things going on over there as well. Fun reviews. And Morgan does a great, great videos showing off his movie collection hauls. Um, we do watch alongs, we do uh, retro trailer reactions, all kinds of fun stuff on the channel. So please check that out. Check out Monday Madness there, but you can also find it right here on the feed every Monday. And of course, every Friday we talked about it extensively uh, it was It's a Wonderful Podcast, our Friday show where we give love to classic films. So please check that out every Friday on the yes. channel, on the podcast feed. There we go. On Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Amazon Music, and everywhere else. Subscribe, ding the notification bells on the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel as well for all those fun stuff Janine just mentioned. If you would like to support us on Patreon or donate in any such way, there is a link in the, uh, or there are links in the description of this episode. We cannot do what we do without the generous support of our wonderful It's a Wonderful Podcast patrons. We love them dearly. And if you would like to join them, just go to patreon.com slash it's a wonderful one. Find the tier that is right for you. You can also, of course, find us on social media, on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. I'm on Twitter at the Purple Dawn with a three instead of the E in the because, Janine. Three is the magic number. On Instagram, at the Purple Dawn, all your American stuff is where. Well, <laughs> you can find me <laughs> at Janine Devine underscore on Twitter, Janine Devine on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to get any merch for any of our shows, you can find that at our Teespring shop. Just search It's a Wonderful Podcast on teespring.com. And if you want to purchase any of my art and print form, you can find that at my big cartel shop, g9design.bigcartel.com. Now I'm going to ask you to do an impression of an accent, but it's not going to be the obvious one. I'm instead going to get you to do a stereotypical New York accent, please. Oh no, I can't do that. It would be far more appropriate than you <laughs> trying to impersonate someone from Puerto Rico. Oh no, I can't do a I can't do a New York accent. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. Uh three, two. <laughs> Bye. Bye.